Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of God is Real, God is Good. Today, I have with me Cliff Merchant. Say hi. Hi, Kelly. Hi. All right, so we're just going to get right into this by starting with a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this opportunity to come together today and to share of how you're working Cliff's life and how he has seen you and known that you're real and you are God of love. Um, please just be with us as we do this. Please let your words be spoken through both of us. And let glory be brought to your name. Um, amen. Amen. All right, Cliff. So where are you from? I've lived in many different places, but uh, originally I'm from uh, Huntsville, Alabama. Okay. So that's where I grew up. That's a long ways away from Idaho. It's a few miles away from Idaho. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, but also since then, um, and by the way, thanks for inviting me. Um, oh, yes. I'm really hoping that your listeners will be able to find some encouragement from what I have to share, I hope and um, hopefully somebody out there who is looking and asking if God is real will have evidence uh, from some of my stories. But um, um, from Alabama, um, I kind of ventured out a little bit and went to Tennessee, and there's that's where I interned for a short time. Okay. Um, and then from there, I went to grad school in Wisconsin, ventured out a little bit further, mm -hmm. and then ended up uh, working in the Bay Area. So okay. I moved all the way to California, California yep. and then from California to Idaho. All right. Well, we're glad to have you here, though. <laughs> all right. And then, so what about your religious background? My religious background, um, my uh, parents were both uh, Seventh-day Adventists. Okay. So that's the way they raised us. Um, but we had the opportunity to decide whether we wanted to follow mm -hmm. or go a different route. And so I have chosen to... Uh, to remain a Seventh-day Adventist. That's awesome. I like that your parents were open-minded because some parents are like, this is what I believe, so this is what you have to believe. Exactly. And then there's resentment. I've, a lot of my friends I have seen, there's a lot of resentment there. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, they end up leaving all churches, mm. which is really and too that, bad. That's Yeah, that's sad. Yep. And I mean, like, you'd rather have your children in a church than in no church. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So you've got... Stories prepared. I, I have a, a few stories that I would want to want to share with you um, of how I believe that God is real in my own life, mm -hmm. and um, well, we'll see what what others uh, what others think about that as well. <laughs> um, first, um, there, there's a Bible verse in Second uh, Peter three verse nine. Just the first part of the verse says that the Lord is not slack concerning His promises. And um, as I just think back across my life, there are so many different accounts mm -hmm. that demonstrate that that is true. Um, but I will try to uh, narrow my accounts <laughs> down to be able to fit into your podcast. Um, but the, the, the first story, um, it's, it, it reminds me of John chapter 14 and verses 13 and 14, where Jesus says that whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, yeah. that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And verse 14, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Mm. Um, That's one of my favorite verses. Whenever I'm like asking God for anything big or small, I'm like, hey, you said if I ask. If you ask. <laughs> and I probably, I probably overclaim it. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing, I, one thing I, I, I really believe is that, um, as the verse says, I think any prayer that brings glory to either Jesus or to God, mm -hmm. or any prayer that encourages some soul to except salvation. Mm -hmm. And it goes with a prayer that God's, God loves to answer. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, it's been, that's been my experience. 
Um, but as I mentioned, uh, I grew up in Alabama, and we had a fairly large family. There were seven kids. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, you can guess where I fell in the I actually lineup. can't guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually right, right in the middle. Right so in I the was, middle. I was okay. number four. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, my, my dad had a pretty good job working at a, at a local college. They okay. had a large dry cleaning operation there, mm-hmm. and he was a manager of that. Oh, nice. Um, and, uh, you know, we, 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 we were doing okay when he mm-hmm. had that job. But uh, unfortunately, there was a disgruntled employee, former employee, who mm. basically created a story about my dad stealing money. Oh, no. Um, and long story short... Um, my dad, you know, didn't have a finance degree like I have, so mm-hmm. he didn't understand kind of the full concept of accounting for oh, money. Okay. And so there was a petty cash fund, and if machinery broke down, that he would give somebody the money to go off and buy the part, mm-hmm. and maybe not necessarily have a receipt for that. Uh-huh. And so there wasn't a proper accounting trail. Uh-huh. So if if I put myself in a seat of a business manager, I can kind of understand if I went through and audited the cash funds that in, there might be some holes there. Yeah, you'd be like, well, where did $12 go here and $12 it, it, go there? Exactly. I mean, in his mind, it was perfectly fine, but mm-hmm. it wasn't proper. It wasn't gap accounting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so, unfortunately, um, they ended up terminating him from that job, and um, that's where our life really changed from mm-hmm. a financial perspective. And so how old were you about that point? I was probably about five Okay. Five or six. Because um, there's some things I remember really clearly and some things are a bit hazy. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's my estimate of how old I was. Okay. Um, and I had uh, three younger brothers at that time. So oh, wow. all, all younger than me. Um, I, I think I, I'm not quite sure, I guess, when. Because I remember us as kids almost... You know, sometimes joking about that God got that 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 our dad had gotten fired, mm-hmm. and um, obviously we didn't understand the ramifications <laughs> of all of that to make a joke out of it. Yeah, but I can remember that there were many nights when I would go to bed hungry. Mm. Um, we weren't starving, but we definitely didn't have enough food for yeah. the amount of kids that were in the family. Yeah, with seven children, like it, it exactly. takes more money than just for two children. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and, and so. Um, I, those that time period, I, I think, is I remember very clearly, just because of, of the unfortunate set of circumstances that we were under. Um, but I can remember once where my mom was having worship with me and my younger brothers, and um, my brother asked the question. He said it so softly, I didn't understand. I just heard my mom's response, mm-hmm. and then I asked him, "What? What did he say?" And she had read us a story about Elijah and how Elijah was fed by ravens. Mm-hmm. And uh, my brother had asked, "Is it? can we pray that God will send the ravens to bring us food? <laughs> and she was and like, said, this is a younger brother? This is my younger brother. Aww. She's like, of course, he's a little less than two years younger than me. Um, she said, of course we can. And so we prayed that God would send the ravens <laughs> to bring us food. Um, not long after that, um, the ravens did come, and ravens in quotes. Uh-huh. Um, there was a, a gentleman who lived um, not too far from us, mm-hmm. and somewhat out of the blue, he came with a pickup truck full of food. Wow. Um, he said that, he said something to the effect of, to my mom, that, you know, I know you have all these boys, and you could probably use <laughs> the food. And it, it, the, 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 the quickness in terms of how the 
prayer was prayed, and the、mm. answer to the prayer was such a short time period that it made an impact on me and my younger brother. Oh wow! My two younger ones—they were probably too young to understand、mm-hmm. or remember—but for the two of us, that was probably my first experience of seeing God actually answer and that He cares. Yeah, no, that's、um, so awesome. That's cool. Like, it, it, I mean, even even still to this day, it's it's so vivid. Um, I, I can also remember that you know talking about how things got challenged、um, in the in the fifth grade. Sorry, in the sixth grade.、Mm-hmm. I can remember、um, and you know how active you are in the sixth grade.、Mm-hmm. I mean, you look forward to your recess time or whatever. For sure, endless energy. <laughs> yep.、Um, I, I can remember though at nights I would I would have to take the soles of my shoes and glue them back together. So that my classmates wouldn't see my socks,、oh, you know,、yeah. sticking to the shoes. You know, very embarrassing. Yes. But again, lack of money and、uh, and I, I should mention that my dad was rehired, but at a much、yeah. lower position. Yeah. And so that's why we were still struggling. You know, even though from five or six years old all the way up until I was in the sixth grade and onward.、Mm-hmm. So it's like those events. I remember our life was still a challenge,、mm-hmm. but God did provide for our essential needs.、Mm-hmm. So that's um. That, that's that's my first account. Yeah, and sometimes through like people being like poor, being of less money, we learn to trust on God more because like like you had a or your brother decided to pray like that ravens would bring food. Such such a good point, and I absolutely agree.、Um, you, you know, one of the things I think about is that this disgruntled worker, he probably thought he was just getting back at my dad,、mm-hmm. but he ended up impacting you know a whole family of kids. Yeah, and it's just a reminder to me that you know sin, unfortunately, is never done in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. There's always other people who are impacted. That's such a good point. Yeah, so yeah. that that's that that's my that, that's my first story.、Mm-hmm. Um, the second one it it it's, reminds me of、uh, John chapter fourteen and verse fifteen this time, and Jesus says very simply that if you love me, keep my commandments.、Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> when I was probably junior senior in high school, I tried to find employment. Mm-hmm. And I just could not find a job.、Um, even in my first couple of years in college,、mm-hmm. I was still trying to put in applications at the mall,、oh, wow. um, at gas stations. Just could not find employment.、Um, and and uh, uh, Huntsville, where I grew up, is you know a, a mid-sized city. There was probably about a hundred thousand、uh, people there. Okay. But still, employment was just next to impossible, at least for me,、okay. to find.、Um, Finally,、um, though, I was able to get hired by a grocery store. Okay. And、um, the supervisor called me in and had me、uh, come in to watch a training video.、Mm-hmm. And so I did that. It was probably about a forty forty five minute video.、Mm-hmm. Um, and then she came back with the work schedule. Uh huh. And、um, as I mentioned before, you know, I was raised a Seventh Day Adventist,、mm-hmm. and the work schedule, of course, had me working in the afternoons on Saturdays. Oh. And so、um, I told her. I said.、Um, Well, I I don't work on Saturdays. I said, is it possible for me to work on any other time outside、mm-hmm. of that? She looked at me and she said, "Oh, I'm sorry, we won't be able to use you." Oh, and so and、uh, this is your first job after this is my for, first like... job. So I worked on my first job for less than an hour <laughs> before I was fired. <laughs> so oh. that was,、um, you know.、Uh, Quite discouraging、mm-hmm. um, because I'm trying to do the right thing to get、mm-hmm. employment, and 
do all those things that are supposed to help you with your career. Yeah. But um, that first one didn't work out very well. <laughs> less um, than an hour. Wow. <laughs> less than an hour. Um, not too long after that, um, I, I had I had played in a youth orchestra. Okay. Um, and uh, what did you play? I played a percussion and the timpani. Okay. Timpani is that? Timpani are the usually the four large copper drums okay. in the back of an orchestra. Okay. And not many people know that those are actually tuned to different notes, and you play on the bass clef. Oh. So they're actually, yeah. That's cool. A set of drums that are tuned. Oh. Um, and ne nevertheless, um, uh, I, uh, or, or sorry, we had a, uh, a symphony orchestra in, in, the, in Huntsville, and uh, they had an open position for a uh, fourth percussionist. And so I uh, went in and auditioned. Um, I, I had heard from one of the panelists that it was phenomenal audition. I mean, he said there was no question oh. between me and the other candidates. Uh -huh. And so they offered me the, the position. Um, I knew that this orchestra had dress rehearsals mm -hmm. on Saturday oh. um, because they usually had concerts on Sundays. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I thought that since it was just a dress rehearsal, since I wasn't the principal percussionist, mm -hmm. that it wouldn't be an issue that mm -hmm. I would be able to miss that. Um, but the uh, concert manager, um, <laughs> once again, told me the, the schedule and I asked her about getting excused from Saturday uh, practices. Mm -hmm. She said um, that wouldn't be possible. Aww. So I was hired and fired this time even less than half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> this Aww. time I didn't even get to go into, a, <laughs> into an office if you Aww. would. So that was my and second experience. Sad. And you think like, you know, as you're saying, like you're more than qualified compared to the people you're auditioning against. And you think, you know, like, They'd want to make an exception, or that they would at least attempt to accommodate. Yeah. And, and then, and then, if 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 things didn't work out, then you separate. Yeah. But, but at least even you know, let try. me play at least one concert. No. But no, that that was not <laughs> that was not an option for me. Mm -hmm. But the interest, interesting thing about all of this is that um, I, I I I went to grad school and uh, graduated and got my first job out in the Bay Area, and I can remember having a conversation. So your first. Job ever? Our this, first, like, real job. This this would this would have been my first. I, I did do an intern position, okay. but this would have been my first job upon graduation okay. that was related to what I'd gone to school okay. for. Okay. So, um, this was a, a a role at a at a, a major computer company okay. um, at the time. But I can remember having a conversation with my boss at the time and I told him that um, from Sunset Friday to Sunset Saturday that I don't work mm -hmm. and I would be willing to come in on Saturday nights, Sundays, whatever, if there was urgent work needed to get done. Mm -hmm. And uh, he told me no problem. And the interesting thing about, you know, getting fired for my first two roles is that ever since that time, I have never had an issue um, getting Friday evening to Saturday evenings off. Mm -hmm. I can remember one night or, or one Friday afternoon, I got lost in time with what I was working on. Mm -hmm. My boss actually came over and said, uh, Cliff, it's getting dark outside. Don't you need to go home? And so it, it was such a, <laughs> oh. such a turn of events yeah. from my first two experiences. But for me, uh, that, that was just, I believe God telling me that if you love me and keep my commandments, Aww. then make the issue uh -huh. I'll handle it. Make it be my problem. Mm -hmm. It's not your problem. For sure. And, and so I've always tried to remember that. Yeah. It's not to say that I'll have, I won't have issues in the future. That's, that's not the point. Yeah. But the point is learning that when God says he makes a promise and keeps it. He does. That he does. That's such a lesson in like our time, our money, and 
um, everything, it belongs to God. And like, you know, if we put him first in that, he just, um, yeah, if we put him first in that, then he makes sure that he will take care of us and we just have to trust in him. And sometimes that initial step of being like, okay, fine, God, it is yours. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, sometimes we do go kicking and screaming through <laughs> yes. the lessons. Um, but, but, but also on that point, uh, I've also learned that when God attempts to teach a lesson, I try to learn it the first time around mm -hmm. because the lesson will come back again. And usually the second time is more difficult than the first time. <laughs> so I just try to learn it the first time if mm -hmm. possible. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> okay, God. Um, the, 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 the last story I want to share, um, it, 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 there's so many different verses that can relate to this story. Mm -hmm. But I'll take the second half of Second Peter 3 verse 9, which I read first, that the mm -hmm. Lord is not slack concerning his promise. The second half of that verse says, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It's such an involved story. Where to begin? <laughs> my, um, when, when, um, when, when my wife was expecting our first child, um, she came to me and she asked, uh, what do you think about having a natural childbirth? And, um, <laughs> you know, my, my impression of delivery was shaped by television. <laughs> yes. So it was usually like the husband would start running around and saying, <laughs> acting crazy and saying crazy things. Um, the wife would be screaming at him and then there'd be a nurse there trying to get the wife to breathe properly. <laughs> just a completely chaotic environment. Uh-huh. Um, fortunately for me, my wife likes to do research mm -hmm. and she came across a doctor. Um, I, I think he was practicing back in the sixties. His mm -hmm. name is, uh, uh, Robert Bradley. Okay. And he wrote a book called husband coach childbirth. And when I read that book, I realized that my view of pregnancy and delivery uh -huh. were completely off the mark. Um, he, he, he does such a phenomenal job of walking step by step um, through each phase of pregnancy. Um, his whole point is that instead of the doctor or nurse coaching um, a wife through pregnancy, it should be the husband doing it. Mm -hmm. or do the pregnancy and the childbirth. Yeah. It should be the husband that is actually the coach and helping her to do the relaxation exercises, etc. Oh, that's kind of like a beautiful idea though. Like, cause like it's having kind of like a bonding experience for it, you it's, guys. It's absolutely bonding. Aww. Um, and, and I'm not, I mean, I don't, I'm not advocating or trying to discourage people from going to natural childbirth route. This is just our experience. Uh -huh. Um, but I, I want to share it because it's, it's relevant um, yeah, to, to your topic. Yeah. Um, so, um, our, for our first son, we actually had a natural childbirth. Mm -hmm. Um, at the time I was actually living internationally. So we were living in the Netherlands. Oh, okay. And there actually, if it's not a high risk pregnancy, about half of the women have uh, natural childbirth. Okay. So it's pretty common there. Okay. Yeah. So it, it, even though it was foreign country, um, there was not an issue. Yeah. The, uh, delivery went perfectly fine. And I, you know, I followed the principles that Dr. Bradley outlined, yeah. um, acted as a coach and everything went well. So flash forward, um, <laughs> about five or six years and my wife is pregnant with our second child. And mm -hmm. um, this time we're, we're back in the States. And, um, of course, it's a no-brainer. We're going to have a, a, a natural childbirth uh, mm -hmm. again. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
<laughs> the, the, the other the other point I, I should emphasize at, at the beginning is that um, God's timing is not our timing mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, and and sometimes we get frustrated because we want our timing to, or we want God to conform to our timing. Yes, but this happens to me all the time. <laughs> it, it's a lesson that <laughs> that we have to learn. Yes, um, but I emphasize that point because. Um, as time was passing, my wife had not found a midwife yet. Mm. And although I didn't say it, in my mind, I was, you know, very impatient. In, you know, if, 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 there's a, if, if you know there's an objective that you have to accomplish and there's steps that have to be done, I'm the type of person that's like, okay, let's, let's outline them and let's check them off mm-hmm. <laughs> as <Yes>. you proceed. <laughs> but um, she was just delaying, delaying finding a, a midwife. Oh, no. And so, you know, I know that there's, particularly in California, there's a lot of restrictions. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and I was afraid that if she got too far along in her pregnancy, that a midwife wouldn't be allowed to take her on as a patient. Oh, okay. And so I was like, well, then in that case, then we're going to be forced to just have the usual childbirth in the hospital or, or what have you. Yeah. Um, but God was teaching me patience. <laughs> so um, uh, there was finally where my, my wife found a uh, collective of midwives, and they had an open house to come out for expected mothers and the fathers, family, whoever, mm-hmm. to come out and meet the midwives and decide on who they felt most comfortable, comfortable with. Oh, that's cool. So it's, it's a great setup. Unfortunately, I was not able, unable to attend. Uh-huh. I was working my endless number of hours, <laughs> and, and yeah. I missed it. But she and my son went. And um, she told me that, you know, my son was off playing with toys and what have you. And he was, um, even though he was almost six, mm-hmm. he was uh, little for his age. Mm-hmm. And that would cause people to usually want to always come and pick him up. Oh, yes. So his defense of that would always be to kind of hide behind my mom when <laughs> he went out. Yeah. And, you know, people would think he was shy. It's not that he was shy. It was just that he was trying to avoid being picked, being picked up. up. <laughs> He's like, please, I'm too big for this. <laughs> exactly. Uh. Like, I'm six. <laughs> um, but he, she said that he was off playing by himself. And then just out of the blue, he went over to one of the midwives and just put his arm around her. Aww. And this, it was so uncharacteristic uh-huh. um, uh, for him. Uh-huh. And she said that basically like everyone kind of in the room <laughs> kind of just stopped <laughs> to observe this. Yeah. Um, but he, and he, he didn't just like hug her and then stop. He just, he hugged her, I guess, for a while. And so she, of <laughs> course, <laughs> responded. And uh, uh, my wife said that she was so touched, you know, by the event later. Uh-huh. Um, but her, her name, um, her name was uh, Jackie Shannon McNulty. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I, I think you said that, that you have a Facebook page, and so I'll try to get you a picture of her. But for those who, who are unable to go there, um, Jackie was uh, about five foot four, um, redhead, green eyes. Okay. And you may ask, well, you know a lot about this woman. <laughs> Should your wife know something? But you'll understand um, why I remember these details so clearly in just a moment. But she had a, a very easy smile and just a, a really outgoing personality. I mm-hmm. mean, it was hard, you know, I think not to be friends with her right away. And yeah. Thus her profession yeah. of, of being a Aww. midwife. Um, but it, it, because of, of, of our son's reaction, it was very easy for my wife to choose her um, as our midwife. Um, <clears throat> fast forwarding a bit more uh-huh. um, to the to the time when my wife was ready to, to deliver. Um, 
I can remember she uh, started to have her, her first contractions early in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so we called Jackie and she came over. She did her check. Mm -hmm. um, the baby was in the proper position. Uh, so she told us, you know, to get ready. The baby is coming mm -hmm. and that she'd probably see us in a few hours. So having gone through this, I knew, I thought I knew the routine. Uh -huh. um, our son went off to his grandmother. She would take care of him. And um, my wife and I started to do the methods outlined by Dr. Bradley okay. and wait for the real contractions to start. Mm -hmm. Well, at some point during the day, um, my wife's contractions just stopped altogether. Oh, no. And I thought, okay, well, that's a little bit odd. Yeah. Because that's not what happened the first time. Yeah. And then as time went on, she started to be in the worst pain. Oh, no. And it, this this wasn't just the pain of contractions. I could tell that this was a lot more severe, Ooh. way more severe than, than our first son. Yeah. Um, I, I, I gave Jackie a call and tried to describe to her what was going on. She seemed to think that it was not really cause for alarm. Mm -hmm. So I conveyed it to my wife, and um, we just continued to uh, to to wait. Um Unfortunately, at some point, um, and by this time, it, it's, it's late evening, mm -hmm. um, I fell asleep. Oh, it no. wasn't intentional, yeah. but I was just so exhausted from all the events so far, mm -hmm. I fell asleep. And my wife woke me up, and I couldn't believe that I'd fallen asleep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, she said that, she said, I, I can't take this any longer. She said that the pain is just intense. Mm -hmm. so she asked, could you give Jackie another call? Mm -hmm. So I called Jackie again, and she said, okay, um, well, I'll come over and check. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we wait, and probably about an hour or so later, still no Jackie. Oh, no. So I'm getting irritated because mm -hmm. I can see that some things are not going right. Yeah. And so um, m by this time, my wife is pleading with me to please call Jackie and tell her that she needs to come. Yeah. So I call Jackie a third time. And whatever she said, I don't recall, but it kind of had me conclude that she was just about to get ready to come over now. Oh, and you were like, <laughs> I thought, Jackie, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. um, but I just bit my tongue and I, I just said, okay, well, well, we'll see you when you get here. Mm -hmm. And then I told my wife that she was, she was on her way. Um, <clears throat> so many details there, but again, for the sake of time, I'll mm -hmm. try to uh, uh, try to abbreviate the story. Um, I, I don't I don't remember the exact timing. Um, no, let, 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 let me let me explain this. Um, Jackie finally finally arrived. Okay. And uh, she did uh, an exam on my wife, and uh, I'll never forget. She 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 said, "Okay." Her face had kind of dropped. Said, "Okay." your baby is breached. Oh. And that means it's sideways or backwards. Or? That, 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 that means that the, he had basically, instead of having his head down, yeah. he had basically flipped himself all the way around mm -hmm. so that he would come out bottom first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I and thought. But then he, I forget. Yeah. <laughs> no problem at all. But, uh, Dr. Bradley book. So <laughs> that, that's how I knew all about it. But, but I knew that, that, that this was an extremely serious complication. Mm -hmm. um, to this day, we don't know how it was possible that he started out in the proper position, but during the course of the day, flipped himself completely over. Oh, wow. Um, and, and, and so, of course, Jackie was completely taken off guard by this. And mm -hmm. so now 
everything started to make sense about why the contractions stopped, mm-hmm. why there was so much pain, etc. Mm-hmm. So Jackie called a second midwife, um, Hope, to come out and assist her. And then uh, she also told me to basically call 911 emergency because oh. now this was something that really a midwife shouldn't uh, supervise. Okay. Um, but the interesting thing, um, remember I said how my son <laughs> kind of chose Jackie. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackie was probably the most, if not the only one who had experience with breach deliveries. Oh, wow. Um, out of all the midwives that, that were there. Oh, wow. And then, and then Hope um, also had some experience as well. So it was the two of them that actually came over um, to help with the delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, at some point between when uh, Hope arrived and then when they told me to call the emergency, um, the baby started to come. Oh, wow. And um, so I, I'm, I, I'm on with, with, the, uh, with the EMT and they're starting to ask me all types of questions. Mm-hmm. Like, what can you, is, is how far part of the contractions? Like I say, I can see the baby. Um, I understand it's a protocol, but in that moment <laughs> where basically your brain is just completely spinning uh-huh. and things go from uh, how you thought everything was going to be in control to just completely upside down, mm-hmm. um, you just don't think very clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I wasn't. Um, but so, so uh, Jackie and Hope start to work to try to get the baby out. Mm-hmm. And um, Jackie had been listening to the baby's heartbeat periodically, and there was a point to where... I saw her put the monitor and there was no heartbeat. And I could see the look on her face that she knew there wasn't a heartbeat. Oh no. But for me, my wife fortunately didn't yeah. observe what was going on. So for me, I said to put on the strong face and continue to try to coach her through the contractions. I mean, by this time it had been over 20 hours since she had her first oh, contraction. Wow. So she's completely exhausted. Yeah. And she had not taken a nap like other guy did. <laughs> And so now she has to basically push out this baby bottom first. Oh, wow. And she's telling me how she can't do it. Um, and and I, I'm, I mean, it's like my heart is just going out to her because um, that's when your your mind starts to play crazy things with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I start to worry that okay, we may not only lose the baby, but I may also Aww. lose my wife here. That's um, and I, I'm just thinking, what am I going to do? Uh-huh. And so your mind starts racing here, at least mine, about all the things that can go wrong. Yeah. As opposed to basically asking God for help, because uh-huh. now this is completely out of any human's hands. For sure. But um, all these things flash through, but I'm still trying to remember all the things I had been taught from the Bradley method, uh-huh. all the things we had practiced, um, just trying to keep her calm and getting, getting her to be able to push, uh, basically lo- use all her remaining strength to finally push the baby out. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Jackie's telling her that y- you have to, you have to push the baby out. The baby has to come now. Mm-hmm. And so finally the, the baby was delivered and um, he was this awful grayish color oh. and it was just completely unresponsive oh. um, and then um, Hope um, grabs the baby and she starts to do CPR on him mm-hmm. and you know how people have said who have gone through near death experiences I'll just say their life flashed before them mm-hmm. for me it, it, 
it was all the things that um, that we and I had been planning for. Um, I, I was thinking that there was going to be uh, no first steps. Aww. There was going to be no first words. Um, also, the 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 midwives had to actually help um, pull him out. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking that okay, did they damage his neck? They damage his oh. spinal cord. Will he be paralyzed? Mm -hmm. um, I think about my mom who's looking so forward Aww. to this other grandchild and how will I tell her the baby didn't make it. I'm thinking about our, 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 our oldest son and how he's waiting to meet Aww. his new little brother. Yeah. All these things are just flying through my head and, and I'm just crushed. Yeah. And um, Hope is performing CPR and it, it feels like an eternity. Mm -hmm. um, we were able to triangulate, and it was probably less than two minutes, mm -hmm. but it just felt like forever. So she's doing CPR, and at one point she looks at us, and I think that the Spirit of God impressed her to say this. She looked at, looked at us both, she said, talk to your baby. Aww. And that kind of like snaps me out of uh -huh. all these negative thoughts and all the awful things that I'm thinking that are going to happen. And so I start calling the baby. And now <laughs> this is where it gets a little bit humorous in hindsight. Um, I thought that my wife had, and I had agreed on the name <laughs> of the baby. <laughs> um, apparently <laughs> things changed. Um, so I'm calling the baby one name. Oh no. And she's calling the baby Enoch. Uh-huh. So... She apparently was impressed that that was going to be his name. Um, oh, no. So she's calling Enoch. I'm calling the other name, and I'm just I'm just thinking that that little baby must have thought, "What have I been born into?" These oh, no. two confused people <laughs> can't even get on the same page with my name. Um, but uh, this 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 kind of goes on, and then finally I hear Enoch cry for the first Aww. time. And I, <laughs> I just lost it. I mean, I was just completely bawling. Aww. And um, by this time, uh, the EMTs, the, it's actually the fire department, mm -hmm. uh, they arrived. And I'm sure they're expecting to see the worst. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine these humongous guys, six foot plus, uh -huh. they come into the little bedroom and... And you're in there bawling. <laughs> they, 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 they look around, uh -huh. I'm sure surveying the scene. So they see there's two midwives. They see what is apparently the mother uh -huh. who seems to be doing fine. They see the baby who is moving around and uh -huh. responsive. And then they see me <laughs> hobbled over in the corner, this little blubbering mass. And I can remember one of the fire department guys said, look at me, look, not the baby, not the mother, but looks at me and says, are you okay? <laughs> I mean, I could hardly talk, and I, I, I finally get, get able to bust out that, no, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm but fine. no, I think anybody would be crying in that situation. Like, like you said, you just thought about all the things you didn't think were going to happen, and then God gave exactly. them, and then it came back to you. Like, you're like, okay. Yes, yes. The, the, the other thing that I, that I think the the paramedics paramedic sense was it just felt like there was such a peace mm. in that room mm -hmm. and I really think that that was the presence of God there um, Jackie um, my wife said that her beliefs were um, more new age okay and um, but there were times I heard my wife talking to her about uh, different Bible stories different accounts and so forth and um, 
the, the, the verse that says that God is not willing that any should perish, um, I don't know if Jackie made a decision to mm -hmm. follow God, but um, I have to wonder if God allowed all those events, because if, if God would send his son to die on our behalf, mm -hmm. to me that says that God would go to any length to get someone to make a decision to be saved. Yes. And I have to wonder if God allowed that experience um, for, for, for our sakes, but mm -hmm. more so for Jackie. Because about less than two weeks um, before uh, Enoch turned one, um, Jackie unfortunately passed away oh. from uh, breast cancer. And um, we just have faith that during the during her experience because it was like about a year before she was diagnosed um, and then started to get treatment um, we just have to have faith that she made a decision for God mm -hmm. and, and I'm hopeful that she and Enoch will be able to meet again um, when Jesus returns because mm -hmm. um, I just think they'll have so much so much to uh, to talk about um, that uh, we uh, after Enoch's birth, we uh, we had to go to the hospital, of course. Yeah. Um, and I made the unfortunate um, <laughs> decision because they asked me, like, well, how long was the baby not breathing? Mm -hmm. And I said something like five minutes, mm -hmm. which is you know by that time there's organ damage, brain damage, etc. Mm -hmm. So they had to run a whole series of tests on. Oh him. yeah. And I'm just like, well, why did you all ask me? <laughs> How long? I mean, why didn't you ask the professionals? Yeah. Um, but we, it, it ended up, um, my wife was able to walk to the ambulance. Um, and so I rode with them to the hospital. And then I kind of refused to, uh, to leave the baby. Yeah. So I was with him for most of the time. Um, but we ended up being able to get discharged from the hospital um, that same day. Okay. And I, I can remember that... Um, uh, we called the nurse. My wife said she's ready to go. The doctor gave the clearance for us to leave, but it just took them forever to set up. They were going to set up a wheelchair mm. to wheel her out. Mm -hmm. um, but it just never came. You know how hospitals are. Yeah, They're always yeah. backed up. Mm -hmm. So I could see my wife and Jackie kind of whispering to each other. And then they say, okay, well, we're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, but you have, you're not going to wait for the nurse. They said, no, we've been here long enough. We're going to go. Yeah. And so I grab, I grab my wife's stuff and the two of them go off down the hallway, giggling to each other <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, as they make their escape from the hospital. Yeah. And I can remember there was a, 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 a lady at the end of the hall and then they, she said, um, uh, do you, are you getting discharged? And they said yes and kept walking. <laughs> and the lady was standing there kind of confused because, uh -huh. um, you know, they're walking and, and, and I'm carrying the baby and it just <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't make sense to her. Yeah. Um, so we, 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 we make our escape. Um, but it was just kind of in that moment when I just realized, like, how close the two of them had become. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, had, they were acting like they were, you know, high school classmates yeah. and, and just how they interacted. And so... That that also um, is encouraging to me that she may have influenced 
that to Jackie that, that God is real. Mm. And and again, I, I I just pray that that she made the decision before she uh before she passed away. Yeah. Um and, and, and the other thing is that, you know, Jackie was I don't know, like less than a month younger or so than me. Oh wow. Um so that also That's um, hard, you're like exactly yeah. that, that also hit home. Um, when we found out that she had cancer, I mean, she was such a health nut mm -hmm. um, that I thought that, you know, that she'd be able to beat it mm -hmm. um, like so many other people have. Yeah. But unfortunately, she knew she wasn't able to. And, and also, um, she got so sick that we were never able to actually see her um, either. Mm. So, um, uh, which is, you know, which, which is so unfortunate. Yeah. But again, I, I have to hold, hold on to the promise that Jesus will resurrect those who are sleeping in the grave. Mm -hmm. um, when he comes a second time and that um, our responsibility is to make sure that we are right with God mm -hmm. and that um, we can do whatever um, within our power to partner with God, to share with people that God is indeed real. Yes. Um, I believe with all of my heart yeah. um, that, that he is. And so um, I just pray that um, others will be able to take, you know, maybe take just a little bit of a risk and just test God. Yeah. And, and then make a decision, decision from there. Yeah, that was beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing. Do you have any other short stories that like you're feeling impressed to share now that you, <laughs> if not, we're good. <laughs> I just like I, to I, give people one more chance. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm going to say, don't, don't get me started. Because, uh, <laughs> I'll run way over your time. Um, but, but maybe we can, we can do a, a second part because there are other events, mm -hmm. um, you know, throughout my life where, um, God has either intervened or God has encouraged or seen God work on behalf of others mm -hmm. um, that I would be happy, happy yeah. to share with, with you and your listeners. That's awesome. And I'd love for that. I think once you start being intentional about like seeing what God's doing in your life, you see so much more that you're like, this is God and this is God. So true. And so true. Yeah. Um, I remember one of my friends saying that, but that like, for example, reading the Bible, he says it's like an obvious secret. Oh. And it's because yes, everything is there. Uh -huh. But if you don't take the time to look and see, then you miss it. Mm -hmm. But then once your eyes are opened, absolutely. You see that God definitely intervenes for on sure. a regular basis. Yeah. And, and it, you know, fortunately for, for all of us. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And just everybody remember, um, God is real. God is good. And have a good week. Bye.